Hello and welcome to On Board with Cruise Passenger, a podcast series for people who choose to cruise and those considering a cruise holiday. I'm Rose Jacobs from Cruise Passenger Magazine and my idea of luxury is about attention to detail. And I'm Peter Lynch, editor of Cruise Passenger, and my idea of luxury is sleeping on deck under the stars in the Caribbean with a champagne breakfast in bed. And I'm Bernadette Chua, Cruise Passenger's content editor, and my ultimate luxury is having somebody unpack my bags for me. (laughs) Like all of them. (laughs) Well, you guessed it. Today's podcast is all about luxury cruising. So grab your velvet slippers, prepare your (laughs) silky eye mask, and sit back and relax for an episode that'll delight your senses. Australians do love a bit of luxury. We've become one of the biggest markets for luxury lines offering white gloved service and you'll be amazed at what's on offer. Ah yes and as you've just heard the idea of luxury can mean very different things to different people. None of those silk eye masks for me I can tell you. Uh, So uh, we'll be asking what does luxury mean to you? And we are going to delve into the wonderful range of destinations that are explored by these luxury cruise lines. Yes, there is such a thing as a luxury location. It's usually harder to get to and a lot more exclusive. But let's get down to it because they say that if you have to ask the price, you probably can't afford it. (laughs) So when we're talking about luxury experiences, does this automatically mean it has to be expensive? Well, no, it's really about value and what you value. Mm. How many luxury lines are all-inclusive, meaning specialty restaurants, premium alcohol, spas and activities, and some shore excursions? Lots. And it's all included in the price. Trying to work out the best value from a drinks package, paying for a coffee card so you don't get bad beverages, and adding shore excursions and specialty restaurants that can cost up to $40 a person, you soon find that the silver service cruise is actually really good value. Mm, It's a genuine problem. And we ran a piece on cruisepassenger.com.au last week about how many passengers suffer from bill shock. And it's something that a lot of us experienced. You know, we see itemized things on the end of our bill. I'm shocked every time I get (laughs) any bill. I know, right? That's just me. (laughs) Um, And we we actually received a lot of comments and hits from lots of different cruises. When it's time for the bill, when you're choosing a luxury cruise, it can in fact be just as reasonable as a contemporary cruise with all the added extras. So if that's the case, that's it. I am only doing luxury cruising from now on. (laughs) Yeah, I'm with you on that, Rosie. But speaking of savings, I believe, in fact, we do have a pretty good offer today for our podcast listeners. We're going to be chatting today to the movers and shakers from one of the world's best luxury cruise lines, Penant. And as a treat, they're offering our listeners a special promotion. So stay tuned with us for details coming up. Actually, it's a really good one. Definitely listen up for that Mm. one. Hey, but in the meantime, Peter... I noticed that you're really embracing the theme of today's podcast. For our listeners who can't see Peter, let me just describe. He's looking very debonair today. You're over there in your velour robe. And with any luck, you're not actually going to light that cigar, are you? Yes, I am. (laughs) Sounds a little bit more Hugh Hefner than... uh... Well, we're just painting a luxury picture. Well, thank you, Rose. I do like to embrace our podcast themes, as you know. Now, let's chat about the big question of what is luxury cruising? 
We know it's not just one thing for every cruiser. Yep, I agree. In fact, I guess if I had to identify my ultimate form of luxury, and this one's perhaps what all parents are thinking that I might say, it's about time. Time for me is luxury. And to translate that into a cruising experience, it means not being rushed with a whole bunch of people because I really don't do crowds anymore in life. (laughs) It also means having the time to stop and enjoy those shore excursions at a really leisurely pace. Time to sit back and read the book in the sun without having to bags the last deck chair and time to sit and peacefully enjoy a meal instead of being in a busy bistro or a buffet environment. That's my luxury and maybe that's just me. Craving time away from my kids. So bye-bye, well, Izzy and Frenchie then. Yeah. Well, for me, it's about being on a small ship, small enough to know that I really matter, that the crew members are remembering me and what I like to drink and eat, not because they have some electronic gizmo, but because they really do remember me. I feel like there should be a violin playing there in the background. There There's somewhere to... Are you, no, you just you expecting are. To somebody to be following you around the entire time, Peter? <laughs> no, it's why, I, I wear a name card. It's about great art on the walls. I mean, Regent Seven Seas Explorer, which is coming our way at the end of next year, and which claims to be the most luxurious ship ever built, mm. has some great art everywhere on the vessel, including... Two Picassos and a Chagall in its master suite, which, by the way, costs ten thousand dollars a night. Ooh, is can, that all? Can I have a pay rise? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I hope they've got their insurance. <laughs> oh man! Hey, but Bern, um, look, I have to also admire your outfit today because mm. uh, your T-shirt, very cool, it has the big letters VIP <laughs> emblazoned across the front. I'm, I'm picking up on this as your style of luxury or VIP. As it is to the millennials. Hashtag VIP. (laughs) Well, it took you all a little while to notice. Thanks very much. (laughs) So this is my take on luxury. So while I agree with both of you about small and unique and indulgent is, you know, amazing way to experience luxury. For me, the whole theme is something else. I love the idea of being on a contemporary cruise ship. A large one, in fact, that has all of the amenities you dream of. So like water slides, loads of restaurants. And if you want to escape all of that, you can just go into a private enclave with its own access, butlers, and it's a lot more inclusive. Ah. Yeah. So so you like the best of both worlds. Well, I mean, for you, Rose, you can ju- just chuck the kids downstairs <laughs> and then after that, go back up. Leave them on the slide. Exactly. And you head to your own private pool. I like it. Yeah. I like it. So these areas usually have, you know, like you said, an own, your own pool, um, restaurants as well as your own bar. Interesting. So tell us a bit about the price burn. Say comparing a base level cabin on Regent. And the Haven on Norwegian, which is, of course, one of those secret enclaves you so crave. Upgrading to the best in these kind of areas can actually offer more value. So take, for example, Royal Caribbean Spectrum of the Seas, which, Peter, you've been on before. Is that right? I have, yes. It's a great ship. So it's got some state-of-the-art, amazing food, activities, and an itinerary to Japan as well. And in a golden balcony suite at 200 square feet will cost around $5,000 per person or $555 a night. Yes, but a 14-night crystal cruise in the Pacific with all-inclusive six-star luxury works out at, wait for it, $532 a night. For that, I get specialty restaurants, Wi-Fi, shore excursions. It pays your money and it makes your choice. Do you get, 
do you get booze included in that as well, you Peter? Surely do. Ah. But you wouldn't have the water slides. That's true. Mm, but well, let true me burn, bottle of champagne true. sliding yeah, into the no, water. No, I'm thinking, Peter. <laughs> Peter, you don't look like the kind of water slide kind of guy. No, I'm really. Yeah, no, that velour robe and that cigar—they're not waterproof. Uh, look, I could smoke the cigar on the way down, but <laughs> and you would be surprised. What with a bottle of Cristal <laughs> as well? <laughs> Doesn't that sound absolutely decadent? So, if we made the same conclusion when it comes to luxury destinations. Everyone has a different definition of what makes a location luxurious. Rosie, where would you choose to cruise? Ooh, the locations. Well, I feel like you're handing me a virtual ticket here, Burns, so I'm going to take that. Go on. My idea of a luxury place would have to be the Seychelles. And I'm thinking a luxury yacht, Mm. a small one. Do you want me to – I'll describe the itinerary. Oh, go on, go on. Just because I can. Uh, It's a (laughs) small yacht. It'll take you through the crystalline waters and UNESCO-listed reserves of this island archipelago with six-star service and we each have our own 24-hour butler. I'm imagining mine is called Armando and he wears lovely little white shorts. (laughs) Or white, just, or hey, it's white, a podcast. We've got to get the vision happening here. Well, or, you certainly are. Yes. Or white budgie smugglers. <laughs> white budgie smugglers. Oh, no, no, no. Well, Peter, I hope Armando is not in your luxury <laughs> dream cruise. So tell us about what's yours. Yes, I must say white budgie smugglers. He'd be straight over the side. <laughs> I personally agree that indulgences like great food, wine and service are good, but not as good as amazing and unique experiences. Seeing the orangutans of Borneo with a Nat Geo guide who can really educate you. Seeing the places on the planet, plus getting a butler, a beautiful suite, great food, and that's my idea of luxury. You know what? Mm. I can get all of those things today. Oh, mm. that's true. And, and to be honest, I mean, that doesn't sound so shabby either. No. But Borneo, huh? Isn't it mm. funny? I'm just thinking how destinations around the world can go from once being considered so wild and remote and undeveloped and then all of a sudden that becomes their greatest draw card, which is then reconsidered as pristine and undiscovered and exclusive and luxurious. Mm. I'm a bit of a snow bunny myself. And if you've been seeing all in the latest cruise news, then you know that Antarctica is super popular for people seeking a luxury destination. That's rare, precious, visually breathtaking and super adventurous. You're totally right, Pern. And you've just identified our next style of cruising and that's luxury expedition. It's a market that is selling like hotcakes, whether it be lovely small ships like Ponant, Venturing into the Arctic regions with experienced guides and luxury amenities. I love their ethos of respecting the local communities and even taking them on board their ships to see how cruisers live. It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. But um, look, my question is, how do we achieve luxury on an expedition? <laughs> I'm picturing hairy bearded expedition leaders and people roughing it, hiking or trekking into deserts and jungles. <laughs> and that's not my idea of luxury. Well, they do have all of that, maybe minus the beard in some places, (laughs) but the new luxury ships also do it in style. So instead of having little tender Zodiac boats, which might, you know, might tip over, you can get up and close and personal with the penguins and polar bears and whales via a submarine or a helicopter as you can with the new scenic eclipse. Mm, Sounds Mm. terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Unsport region with a Bell Ranger helicopter. (laughs) My definition of luxury expedition is about the purpose of the journey, the intention to explore, learn, appreciate, experiment. I don't want to just walk up to a glacier and take a selfie and say, there, I've done it. I want to go there with the best scientists in the business 
who come with the ship and know that I've gained something from my journey, while also knowing that I'm not leaving a footprint behind when I go. Well, actually, I think that's a really good point, Peter. I love visualising you doing all of that. In my velour robe. Yes, and your cigar. Which is lit by now. That's right. (laughs) Since you are doing it in luxury, standing there on top of your glacier. But seriously, you really are right. When we're talking about luxury expedition, I agree it needs to be with sustainability in mind first and foremost. Mm. Otherwise, there really won't be any destinations left to explore that are unspoilt and uncrowded. No, definitely. And there is one cruise line in particular that is really making waves in all the right ways when it comes to luxury expedition, and that is Penant. It's a French company known for its luxurious small ships that are built on an intimate human scale, along with French crew, expertise, and of course, food. Penant offers a five-star environment and a travel experience that is simultaneously authentic and sophisticated. We're delighted to have Vice President of Penant for Asia Pacific on the line right now, Monique Ponfort. Well, Monique, bonjour. So, Monique, we've been talking about uh, about luxury. Tell us, how has the definition of luxury changed over the last 10 years or so? Look, luxury, it, it's, a, it's a word that's quite commonly used, but it, it means so much to so many people. I think um, typically the definition of luxury um, is, that, is that of indulgence rather than necessity. Mm. Oh. Um, so what I'm seeing in Australia and Asia, and for that matter globally, um, is that is that luxury travel is no longer about conspicuously high prices. It's evolving. And luxury is being kind of redefined, if you like. Um, high-end travellers that we see are, are really moving to being more specialised, looking for more specialised, memorable, intimate experiences. Mm, yeah. um, so it's more, it's more about um, combined, the combination of looking at those memorable life experiences in, let's say, unique destinations mm. combined with the elegance. So I think people are really now starting, Peter, to, to really look at not only do things look good, but they have to feel good. I'm seeing very much in our customers, it's about the enjoyment of life. So, Monique, just to jump in there, I know you're talking about your passengers and and how the brand of luxury has changed over the past decade. But to really narrow that down in terms of the Penant brand in particular, how would you guys really capture that essence of luxury as a cruise line? The best way, I guess, to describe uh, Penant is that we have a true passion for the sea and a spirit of adventure, um, Mm. and we enrich the mind. So that together with our commitment to the planet has become what we define as as luxury. Yes, I was going to say my definition um, was cruising with purpose. In other words, going to a place that really made a difference. And I know Penant, Penant, for instance, specializes with its guides who particularly know exactly um, what the region means and what's going on there and actually passes that on to passengers. Absolutely. Our, our, our guests, we, we view our guests as future ambassadors for the places that we take them to. Um, it's, you know, it's, it's their time now to really explore the world and to, to have that deeper knowledge of the places that they're going to and in particular the respect. And um, quite often, I mean, you'll, you'll often hear of um, stories and many, many stories that our guests tell in regards to the beautiful places that they've been to and how it's inspired them to to really uh, focus their energies on telling others about 
whether it's how to preserve the, the destination or, you know, just just simple stories that, that bring it to life. That sounds fascinating. Well, some of your ships are also now partnering with specific luxury hotel brands like Raleigh and Chateau. So could you tell us a little bit more about this, Monique? Yeah, I think, look, when you partner with anyone, there must be a connection or synergies. And I think Real Chateau is a good example of that. Um, we, we, have, we have shared values, of course. So in the concept of the boutique hotel, uh, that kind of echoes the same um, style that we have with our intimate-sized small ships. So, and then offering the best cuisine at sea. So um, these, this new relationship is uh, going to be in the form of a number of themed voyages and where we take people on board and they um, are able to enjoy the Real Chateau chefs on board whilst having gala dinners and new menus, mm. um, demonstrations, cooking classes. Monique, I think you had Peter at yep, absolutely. Cuisine. I'm there. Just <laughs> on the water. Pass me my ticket. I, I, I'm joining. So destinations are a really important part of the Penant luxury experience. Absolutely. Tell us what guests can expect that's different from Penant, particularly on shore excursions. Look, I think um, an important an important point there is because we're luxury expedition. On our expeditions, all of our shore excursions or expeditionary um, zodiac excursions are all included. So oh. whether you're, you're photographing the, the glaciers or diving into the remote coral reefs, whether you're looking at polar bears and penguins in the mm-hmm. polar regions or orangutans in Borneo, there is such a range, such an amazing range of, of shore excursions that you can do with us. Um, right through to whether you're in the med and and just wanting to really take your time and and walk through a beautiful old city like Dubrovnik. And I remember being um, reading that one of your expedition leaders said that when you go to a place that's particularly remote, you actually go to that village before the guests land and ask whether that's okay, that the people, the local people um, will allow that. Yes, Peter, what we do is, is there's an entire process before we even got, take our ships to any um, destination for an expedition. And they'll go, we, we, firstly, we investigate and we look at, at the region, of course. Um, and then we have what we call scouting trips and, and these uh, specialist expedition leaders go in and, and they may speak to the, the village elder and understand exactly what's important to them. Um, respect, it, it all starts with respect mm-hmm. um, of the communities that we visit. That's a big part of sustainability as well, isn't it, Monique? But um, hey, just to get an idea of where this is going now in the years 2020 and beyond, what's coming up for Penant? Oh, we've got a lot coming up. We've got, we've got some pretty exciting times ahead, other than the fact that uh, being the world leader of luxury expeditions, I mean, we take more people on expeditions throughout the world than, than any other cruise line. Um, we, we have got a lot planned. We've got a lot of new ships coming online. Oh, can, we, you, can you give us a little inside sneak peek? <laughs> yes. Yeah, so we're, we're currently doubling the size of our fleet. So we'll have, um, in 2021, 12 ships in our fleet. All small, they're all small ships. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I say small, it's a, it's around about 200-odd passengers on a ship. So it's Perfect. very intimate. Nice. Yeah, that's no my queues. idea. Mm. Yeah, this is, and it's all um, encapsulated by the beautiful French touch, which we have the, the French chefs. We have um, our French captains and crew. And that brings it to life. And, and I know one of the key areas that we've been growing significantly in, well, there's actually um, two. One is Antarctica 
of course, Antarctica is mm. on everybody's bucket list. Yes. And doing it with the world leader is, is a pretty nice way to do it. We, I think what's really important here is that we combine not only the luxury element, but we are really authentic expeditions. We're not some kind of soft adventure company, um, which I know a number of, you know, there's all different types of companies, cruise companies out there offering different different kind of um, products. But mm. with us, it's, it's very much about the combination of the two. Yep, I understand. And I think you're returning to the Kimberley in 2021 with two of your luxury ships, so two in Australia. Absolutely. Kimberley is a huge seller for us and continues to grow in demand. It's uh, we're, we're seeing we've got La Perouse. Um She was down here this year, our mm. new ship. I went with aboard. the new underwater she's lounge. Beautiful, beautiful. Yes. And she she's going to be coming back to the Kimberley. Um, but we're also adding another ship, Le Belot. So we've had such demand um, for these ships in the region. It's a beautiful part of the world. And um, these ships are, are so well designed because they're purpose-built expedition ships so they can handle um, some of these more unique places and pristine places in the world with respect. Now, Monique, I'm very excited for our listeners. Um, we've been plugging that you'd have a special discount for anyone listening today. I think this is $800 off. Wow. Am I right? Yes. We have a welcome offer of $800 per stateroom um, that we're, we're offering to the listeners today. Um, you just simply have to go on to um, our website or contact your travel agency and state that this is the special offer that you've heard on this podcast. On board? And they will, on board. So they'll be getting $800 per stateroom when they book by the 30th of November. Oh, that's brilliant. And the website, I believe, is au.pernant.com. Yes, and that's P-O-N-A-N-T. Thank you so much for your time today, Monique. Okay, so now I have an idea, guys. I think we need to come up with a few tips for luxury cruising for anyone who hasn't done it yet. Yes. Bern, you've you've got something? I do have something. I'll put my hand up. So luxury doesn't have to be super expensive. There is a lot of variety these days. And so just make sure you talk to your travel agent or you can actually just do your own research. Mm. Mm. I think as well, you know, I would actually sacrifice the length of the cruise. I'd take a shorter cruise, in other words, that offers a higher end experience. Mm. Mm, Cutting off all that champagne. (laughs) No, no, I think I'd go for the longer cruise. Remember that... The destination is just as important as the ship. Oh, so yep. where yeah. you're going is really important. Yeah. And I think it's important to weigh up all the costs of all-inclusive versus the hidden extras of the other contemporary lines because, you know, I think once it all adds up, it's mm. nearly the same price. Mm-hmm. Oh, and don't forget, you know, do like Peter does and um, <laughs> pack your velour dressing gown and your silk <gasps> eye mask. And what about oh, my gosh. cigar? Oh, yeah. Which brings me to the joke. Oh. oh, gosh. <laughs> so why don't the sailors play cards? Why? Because the captain's standing on the deck. <laughs> Foghorn. <laughs> I think that's a true voting off the island. <laughs> yes. Well, sadly, that is it. Sadly or not, I'm not really what sure. Is it? That <laughs> is it for this week on board with Cruise Passenger. Do be sure to check out the website, cruisepassenger.com.au. Excellent. And we'll be giving away a velour jacket with every... uh... No, we won't. (laughs) Yeah, and a bad joke with that as well. Yeah. Don't forget to check out the digital newsletter. And enter the competition. 
That's right. Until next week, because next week's episode, we're getting down and dirty with expedition cruising. Bring your boots. Bring your boots and your binoculars and your ice picks for that one. And a warm Vela gown. (laughs) But from all of us here at Cruise Passenger, thank you for listening. And see you next week. See ya. Bye.